What is up, everybody, and welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, aka Kilgallen's Pub. I'm your host, I'm your boy, one Joseph Matthew Kilgallen. Yeah, you got the full fucking name today, kids. I'm already dropping an F bomb. We're going to have a fun one on today's podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, I apologize for the hair. I don't know what the hell's going on on my hair. (sighs) Two days ago, I thought this is perfect. Perfect length, tight on the sides, good amount of length up top. Not so much I can't manage it. And here I am two days later being like, I don't don't know what the world's doing to me right now. And I'm furious about it. But I digress. We always like to start off this podcast with a little bit of gratitude. So big shout out to all the Patreon subscribers. Thank you all very much. I love you so much. Thanks for your support. Everyone who follows me on YouTube, you subscribe. If you haven't yet, what are you doing? Go on to YouTube, click subscribe. Damn it. Appreciate that. TikTok, Instagram, wherever the fuck you follow me, I appreciate that. That's two F words. I'm feeling uh, like swearing a lot today because there's good news. We're going to kick off this podcast with good news. Today, Apple has announced that their phones, their iPads, their Macs, their all their products will no longer autocorrect the spelling of fucking to ducking. How about that? Oh, my God. Big day. Big day for people who like to curse and text. Big day for us all, right? You know what I mean? You got to really celebrate that. Sure, a lot of people are thinking, you know, it'd be really great if Apple didn't change their ducking chargers all the ducking time. That'd be something else, right? Every time I get a new one, I have to, my, my charger that I had for years, now that's just going to go in a landfill. It's going to choke a fucking turtle on the Pacific Ocean or something. You know what I mean? Strangle the hell out of it. Sure, that would be nice. But they answered our prayers. We no longer have to get frustrated when we're trying to tell our friend that we'll be there in a fucking minute and it autocorrects to a ducking minute. You know what I'm saying? That's big. That is going to bring peace to so many of us out there, right? Some of us might be thinking, you know, or some of you might be thinking you guys could just not swear in text, right? You could just say, I'll be there soon. But no, that's not enough of an emphasis. You want to tell them that you'll be there fucking soon. That way, the person who's texting you is like, oh, all right, well, shit, man. All right, someone's someone's going to be mad when they show up. They're going to be they're going to be upset with us. And then you walk in and then they're like, you all right? And it's like, yeah, I'm fucking fine, man. I told you to be there when I'm there. Right. I'm trying to get ready. I'm hurrying my ass off and you're texting me a bunch of stupid ass questions. So, yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm fine now. But maybe think about that in the future. You know what I mean? If someone says they'll be there in 10 minutes and they're not there in 10 minutes, you're going to be like, where are you now? What are you, my fucking mom? Huh? Get your shit together, you duck and cunt. Right. Ooh, duck hunt. Good game for all those old people out there. Remember duck hunt? Original Nintendo. 1990, 1989, I want to say. I was about four. Fun game. Get frustrated. Get real fucking ducking frustrated. All right. Well, that's some good news from Apple. I guess there's some good news from them. I also heard that they got these virtual reality goggles now. They're going to start at $34.99 or even higher, maybe $43.99. So th- between $3,500 and $4,500, you're going to spend. Plus, you're going to get Apple Care. You might get insurance on it. I mean, that is a used car. It is a used car, everybody. You know, you could buy a lot of great things with $4,500. Virtual reality, I don't know. And I know the first like addition of a product, you know what I mean? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not called addition. Maybe it's called addition or the first whatever of it uh, is always the most expensive. And then once they get mass produced, they come down in price. Like the first flat screen TV ever was $19,000, something like that. And, you know, but look, I think virtuality is fun and all, but to spend that much, you need to really look into your own reality. You know, what are you hiding from? What's wrong? What's going on in your world? that you're going to spend that much money on on such a thing. And the funny thing is the people who would stick up for the price that are like, Hey bro, that's what it fucking costs. $3,400. This is top of the line shit, man. 
That's what's cost. Okay. You will never experience anything like that. They're the same people who will be like back in the day, men would go to war. Now they're spending four grand. Like that's you though. You're doing that fucking idiot. Um, I'm fired up, fired up four minutes into this podcast a little bit. It's cause I'm hungry. You know, Billy Joel, famous piano man, many a great song, piano man, only the good die young, uh, for the longest time, uptown girl. Uh, there's probably about 20 other hits. It's still rock and roll. Um, you may be right. Allentown, some, uh, my life, uh, great tunes, great tunes. Billy Joel, he always said that it's good to take the stage a little bit hungry. And I think it's a fine line though. You want to be a little hungry, but you don't want to be starving where you feel like your energy is going to dip at any minute, especially when you're just talking to yourself. Now I could do this podcast, by the way, I'd even like really give a quick rundown of what this podcast is. I'm a stand up comedian who likes to rant for about 30 minutes, talk about what's going on in the world, what's going on in my life, try to have fun with you. And sometimes, sometimes a good message, sometimes a good message for all of you out there, right? How to live life or how to approach life at least, but take it with a grain of salt because like most people, what the fuck am I talking about? I'm not going to tr try to pretend to be one of those internet influencers telling you got to wake up at 5am and make your bed. I don't give a shit what you do. You don't have to make your bed. If you don't want to, it's going to mess it up again. Anyway, I get the point of making your bed though. It's to, the idea is you accomplish something right away and you want to get in the habit of accomplishing things. And I was doing it for a while, making my bed and it's not bad, you know, but everyone acts like what works for you works for everybody else. There's some people like I wake up at 5am. I do 50 jumping jacks. I have some oatmeal. I journal. I, uh, water my plants. I, um, you know, I, I, I watch old civil war movies. I, I like, it's just like, it's not gonna work for everybody. You know what I mean? There might be someone out there who's wildly successful. There might be a billionaire out there. Who's like, yeah, I wake up at 10 30. I, uh, eat some captain crunch. I masturbate. I go back to bed for another 45 minutes, depending on how hard I came. And then, you know, by about one o'clock, I call into my many businesses and tell them to get shit done. And then I, uh, you know, I play fucking GoldenEye with my friends, Nintendo 64 style. Uh, this guy is obviously a tech billionaire, made a lot of money uh, with the internet when it first became a thing. And then I, I go out for a nice uh, seafood dinner. You know what I mean? Maybe I take a stroll. Maybe I throw rocks at pigeons. And then I do it all over again. I'm living my best life. How are you living yours? You know, where's, the, where's those videos? Huh? TikTok, why aren't you sending me those motivational videos? Once then you got to have me watching Walton Goggins or what's his name? No, Walton Goggins is, uh, he's good. He's fucking uh, a great actor. Justified in many of other movies. Um, I'm talking about David Goggins, who I liked his book. I like David Goggins book. I read it. It's called Can't Hurt Me. But some of his videos, I'm just like, dude, fucking lay down. You know you want to. You There's something wrong with you. I read his book, actually. He did experience a lot of trauma as a child. Amazing man, though. I, I, a lot of respect. But there's sometimes I'm seeing one of his videos where he's always running, you know? And he's like, too many people out there, you're wasting things. Not me. I don't waste anything. If I got peanut butter, you know what I mean? A lot of people, they throw away peanut butter. I rip that jar open. I cut it open with scissors, with a knife, and I get every little piece of peanut butter out as I possibly can. Not one iota of peanut butter gets wasted when I'm eating peanut butter. Uh-uh. You guys are throwing away peanut butter with plenty. There's a, there's a sandwich and a half in there, and you're just throwing it away because you're too lazy, too fucking lazy to scoop it out, right? Not me. I'm going to cut that jar open with a knife and scissors, and I'm going to eat that peanut butter while my fingers are bleeding out because I cut it on the goddamn edges of the fucking Jif. Jif is way too strong. Oh, I don't know what kind of plastic they're using, but it's going to cut up your fingers real good. That's what's going to happen happen there as he's running up mountains for some fucking reason i'm 47 years old i can still run up mountains what are you doing with your life i'm relaxing i'm enjoying myself man good god i got a migraine watching you dude i can you, can you have one video 
where he's got his feet kicked up and he's on a beach and he's like, Hey, you know how I work really hard and I sold a lot of books. Now it's time for me to chill. Yeah. I sold a million books last year. You know what I mean? The camera's on my face right now. You can tell there's a beach in the background. I'm getting my dong licked right now. You have no idea how great this is. You too could achieve this. Just got to work a little hard. Like that, that's the message people want to see. I don't want to see like, I don't know. Some, some of these people, these, these influencers need to chill out. Uh, I like a lot of the positive messages. Positive messages are good. Speaking of positive messages, did you all see the finale? Is it the series finale or was it just the season finale of one Ted Lasso, the hit Apple TV show that uh, really took everyone by surprise? little backstory. Ted Lasso uh, started off as a commercial for NBC back in like 2013, 2012. Uh, it was by Brendan Hunt and Jason Sudeikis and I believe Joe Kelly, those three were guys who were second city guys, improvisers together, and they were in Amsterdam. And NBC struck a deal with the English Premier League, which is like the big league on the planet. Come on, city, Manchester City, big fan of over here. And uh, so they did these commercials, the idea being like an NFL coach going to coach soccer, like some sort of exchange program, coach football. And uh, and they were funny because he didn't know what the hell he was doing. You know, he was talking about it where it's just like, hey, doesn't matter if you win or lose as long as we get in the playoffs. Or no, he goes, we're going to win some games, we're going to lose some games, and then someone else, or tie. Or tie? You're allowed to, you're allowed to tie? Okay. Uh, and then he talks about the playoffs. He's like, there are no playoffs. He goes, no playoffs and ties? My job just got a lot easier. Like, it's, it was funny. And he's got the classic, like, 80s football coach mustache, which is clearly a nod to Mike Ditka, who coached my Bears, the Bears, Chicago Bears, Super Bowl shuffle back in the 80s and early 90s. He was the head coach. Played for the Bears, too, back in the day. Hall of Fame tight end. And so there were funny ads and then they came up with the idea. Let's make this new series. And I guess it got rejected by everybody. And then Apple TV, who's like, we need content. And uh, they were like, let's go. And they paired up with Bill Lawrence for creator of scrubs and spin city and many other hit shows nowadays. That guy's a monster. Uh, I mean, in a good way, of course. And they created a great series and I loved it. It's uh it was a good show and it came out at the right time in the world because there was a lot of negativity in the world when it first came out during the pandemic. And uh, it just felt like a positive message show. And there was not, a, you know, there was conflict, of course, you had conflict in, in shows and they showed a lot of human side, but they made it fun too. And it was a really good show. And it just had its season three finale, which they had said for a while, it's going to be three seasons and spoiler alert. Spoiler alerts, spoiler alerts, spoiler alerts. I can't emphasize it enough because I hate when people ruin things, but I'm going to talk about the finale. First, I'm going to say I loved it. A lot of people didn't like it so much. I loved it. Uh, most of the storylines, the vast majority of the storylines, I liked how they wrapped together, uh, how they wrapped it all up. Uh, there was one or two storylines throughout the series that felt rushed slash forced. Uh, the whole Nate uh, redemption storyline, you know, he... Um, becomes the villain at the end of season two and you're like, fuck this guy hard. And you still don't like him. The first few episodes of season three, then you're like, Oh, this guy's just a lost guy who didn't know what he did wrong. And, and he's just not sure who he is, but then he ends up making a right decision or two. And Ted being the forgiving guy he is, is willing to bring him back. And then there's just some stuff there. We felt like, a, I felt like I needed another episode or two to really make me go. All right, fine. Let's bring him back. He's, he's a good guy after all. But and then the, the love triangle between Roy Kent, Jamie Tart, and Keely Jones felt like it was unresolved. But I feel like that's part of it. 
So this show has become a monster. It is a mega hit for Apple TV. The number of people I saw tweeting and Facebook and all sorts of social media posts saying, well, now that Ted Lasso's over, finally I get to cancel Apple TV. And I'm sure Apple TV was like, whoa, they weren't kidding. Because they watched the season three finale and what they believed to be the series finale. Because again, they announced it being like a three season thing like two years ago. And immediately they're losing these subscriptions. So then Apple TV tweets today. Um, I smell what, what they I can't remember the exact tweet. It was from Apple TV's Twitter account. And it says something like I smell a series or something like that. And it's a picture of Coach Beard, Coach Roy Kent, and Coach Nate. They're all in their Richmond AFC gear. Uh, and it's a scene from a, a still from the end of season three. And it's kind of like teasing people. So everyone's like, oh, fuck, because people want more of it. Most of the people want more of it. And Apple TV saw how much money they lost as soon as people saw the end of it or what they believe to be the end of it. So I guarantee you they are hitting up the creators going, we need more and we're willing to pay you a fuck ton to make more. As soon as this writer strikes over with, we're going to make you all stupid rich. Not that you aren't already, but even more so. And I know from all the interviews I've seen with the cast, pretty much all of them except Jason Sudeikis has made it clear that they're like, we'll keep going. We would love to. We love doing this show. We love Jason. We want him to be here. And, and that's why I think people really connected with Ted Lasso. They really felt like, damn, this guy is such a great person and he's a affected these people he's changed them all for the better and it makes the people watching i know it made me watch and think fuck how could i be more like this guy i know that sounds cheesy as hell but seriously there was some really good human being inspiration there i mean we're all looking for not all of us some of us are sociopaths who need to stop watching podcasts on youtube and, and get get themselves together but uh you know you you look for whatever to make yourself a better person of course and i know the people and i i, I know some people here they're like oh it's cheesy garbage and i'm like yeah it's because you're a person full of hate you know and you're filled with hate and you don't think there's anything wrong with that that's a problem right everyone else i know who wasn't filled with hate they might not have loved the show they might have been like it's not that funny because there's parts of the show i remember it didn't really meet my hype initially because i was like all right this is good i'm enjoying it i want to see the next episode but i'm not laughing out loud the way i do when i watch shorzy shorzy on hulu is a Canadian hockey show. It's a spinoff of the show Letterkenny, which is also hilarious. That show has me in tears. I'm laughing so hard. I don't think I've ever been in tears laughing so hard at Ted Lasso. But after Ted Lasso episodes, I feel great. I feel really good. And I feel sad sometimes. And I reflect on life in a way I haven't really in other shows, if that at all makes sense. So the cast wants it back and all that stuff. And here's why I think Ted Lasso will have a fourth season. Okay, again, I'm, I'm giving you a little review, spoiler alert, a little bit here or there. But here's why I think Ted Lasso will have a fourth season. The creator, Bill Lawrence, whose main big hit he's known for is Scrubs. Scrubs did nine seasons, but at the end of season number eight, they thought that was it. They didn't think they were going to come back for a ninth. So the season eight finale of Scrubs feels like a series finale. Right. The main doctor, J.D., played by Zach Braff, he's like leaving the hospital. He's saying his goodbyes to everybody. It felt like, oh, this is how it ends. And it was even I'm pretty sure it was even announced as a series finale. And I'm like 99 percent sure of that. Now, I heard Bill Lawrence in an interview because they did bring it back for a season nine. And they called it Scrubs Med School. And it, uh, Zach Braff was in a few episodes. But Dr. Cox, um, who's played by John C. McGinley, Faison Love, who played Turk. Um, 
or no, Donald Faison, I'm sorry. And then a third, there was a few people who were like still holdovers from the main series. And then they brought in a new cast that include Dave Franco and a few other people. So uh, they asked Bill Lawrence, they go, why did you keep it going? Because you had such a great ending to Scrubs with the season eight finale. That was a really strong finale. And he basically said, look, they wanted me to keep going. ABC asked for another season. And I thought, okay, cool. This is more money and more jobs. And so that's what I think. That's why I believe Ted Lasso will keep going for the same reason, unless he regrets that. But I heard him in an interview where he said, if I could keep getting people paychecks in their pocket, I'm going to take that opportunity. Now, a lot of people be like, what about legacy, legacy, legacy? Because I don't really care or think about that so much. Um, I believe I'm paraphrasing some of the stuff here. So don't put a gun to my head on these direct quotes. So because of that, I do believe that if Apple TV is willing to pay them an insane amount of money and the cast and crew was all about it, I think they will come back with a season four, even if it's without Jason Sudeikis. Or they'll try to have it make it like a spinoff thing where they call it a different title. Because they're not going to call it Ted Lasso if Ted Lasso's not there. They'll call it like AFC Richmond or the Richmond Way, which I'll mention in a second why that would be kind of cool too. And I, and I think they'll keep, keep it going. Because the people want to keep it going. The people who work on a show love it. And that's why I think people love the show too. You can tell when people enjoy the hell out of a thing. Rob McElhenney, another guy who's making soccer more popular in America with his show, uh, Welcome to Wrexham, after him and Ryan Reynolds bought the Wrexham AFC uh, football team that just got promoted, which is great because they're in the nationally, which is the lowest tier or below. They're below something in the English Premier League system, English football system. Anyway, I'm not here to talk about that, although eventually I will because that's, that's a good topic. Um, he was talking about Always Sunny Philadelphia. They're on its like their 18th season. He was like, I want to go forever. I love it so much. Like, I, there's no end in sight for me. And I, I kind of like every now and then, though, you're like, this series should have ended. But I, as long as the cast and crew and the people who are making it seem to be enjoying the hell out of themselves, then I'm all about it, especially for shows that weren't. See, Seinfeld, the way Seinfeld ended, Jerry said, like, I wanted to end on top. I didn't want it to be one of those shows where people were like, it should have ended three years ago. So he kind of knew that that's part. Of, he was really concerned about his legacy, as he should have, because it was the number one show and so iconic and revolutionary. It really was. So that's different. But, you know, if you're a show that's like a hit that people love, but you're not like, you know, a mega, mega, mega hit. I understand the idea of like, let's keep let's keep it going as long as we're enjoying ourselves and having fun. And that's where Ted Lasso being a spinoff into something else makes a lot of sense. A letter, Kenny, the show I mentioned earlier, I've heard the creator of that, Jared Kiso, who also created Shores, he'd say, like, I want to do this forever, too. But he does like six, seven episode seasons. Canadian television is different than American um, English is, too. So uh, with. The Richmond Way. Well, I said they could have the spinoff called either AFC Richmond or called The Richmond Way. Uh, the reporter, he's a reporter in the first two seasons, Trent Grimm. Grimm or Grimm? Whatever. This guy then for season three, they get him back into the show. He's writing a book about Ted Lasso and he wants to follow the team around. So that's why they get him in every episode. And I kind of like that storyline. That was good. He's a good character and a good actor. And so they, uh, when the book's done, he says, Ted, do you have any notes you want to give me? A, give it a read, you know? And he responds, no notes. But then the bottom, he goes, except I suggest changing the title. It was never, a, it's about us. It was never about me. So that was kind of his thing. Like, it's not about me. It's not about Ted Lasso. It's about all of us. It's about Richmond. It's about AFC Richmond. So that's why some, and then he did, he changed it. Because he was originally going to call the book The Lasso Way. But then instead he called the book The Richmond Way. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it did a great job. Um, you really felt the impact. There were some great story arcs. Jamie Tarts. Story arc, he was the hot shot superstar player who was a shit teammate. 
who then left the team um, and then had to come crawling back after he got knocked down because he went to do reality television. He had this horrible relationship with his alcoholic father, but his mother was always there for him. Um, and then to watch him go from that being like that piece of shit, bad teammate to being this awesome teammate, awesome guy was a really cool Roy Kent went from being this hard ass player to a great coach, to a guy who's constantly looking to better himself and can finally admit his faults and, and start to let people in. And there was just, there was some good stuff there too. And even Ted Lasso had his demons, you know, he had to deal with the fact that his father committed suicide when he was young. And, and that's why he goes out of his way to always make people feel good, which is, that's a, you know, that's an effect of it, right? There are some people who get, they go a dark way after something horrible like that happens to him. But instead he went the other way. But because of that, he still had, you know, his shit inside that was messed up. And they even kind of apply that a few times where some of the characters start to talk about, you know, the, the boss, Rebecca, who's awesome. Uh, she's a great actress. What is her name? Rachel Waddingham or something? I don't know. Something. She's fantastic, though. She, so uh, anyway, um, the drama with the, they have the sports drama in there that you love. They've got like the workplace stuff, which I guess is what Bill Lawrence really preached. He goes, we're not going to be a soccer show. We're a workplace show that soccer happens to be the background of. And someone said the same way Rocky, at least the first one, it's not really about boxing. It's about what person struggle trying to overcome something. You know what I mean? To go from something, to go from nothing to something. I think it's great. Uh, if you haven't watched Ted Lasso, give it a go. Try to go into it without thinking, oh, this is going to be corny fluff. You really give it a true shot. And I, I think a lot of you will enjoy it. Um, all right. Speaking of positive shit. I want to, I don't, I actually met him once, once or twice. I met this dude. I did a couple shows with him when I lived in LA. So it's like eight or nine years ago now, 2015, 2016, 2017. So I guess it wasn't that long ago. Um, no, it was at least six or seven years ago. What the fuck? It's 2023. Jesus Christ. So anyway, uh, comedian Matt Reif just announced a mega tour, had a special come out a couple months ago, maybe a couple weeks ago. Guys blown up everywhere. Millions and millions and millions of views on every platform and guys killing it. So shout out to that dude, respect to that dude. I'm bringing this up because I went on social media today and so many comedians were talking about Matt Reif. Cause I guess he announced his tour today and he was a shirtless in the tour poster and the dude's cut ripped strong guy. And um, I want to be strong. Some dudes are just cut like that, but like he looks strong. He clearly works out is the point. And I saw a lot of hate towards this dude. Now, again, I don't think Matt Reif would ever remember meeting me. I only remember meeting him because he blew up. And at the time he was like fucking 20, 21 years old. And uh, we were doing a show. It's comic Jay Davis had a show at the parlor in LA and uh, Hollywood. And it was a fun show. It was a Monday night show. Got a really good crowd, a lot of models there. And, uh, and he's a pretty boy. So I remember seeing him and he was hanging with Dan Cook. And I think Eric Griffin, I want to say those guys are friends. And, uh, and yeah, so we did a show or two together and maybe it was like, Hey, how are you? What's up? Like not any real conversation though, but I, I do want to give respect because, and I believe that, uh, you should support, especially if they're in your own field. You know, I think that's like a good thing. If you've got someone who's kicking ass in your field, they're all they're doing is bringing more eyes to your field. I'm in the field, the industry, the business of stand up comedy. So I believe a rising tide lifts all boats. So if you've got someone who's bringing more eyeballs to stand up on YouTube, YouTube's going to suggest more stand to that person. And then now they're going to find other comedians. So that's why I'm giving a shout out to Matt Reif and giving a congratulations to that dude. Clearly he's working his ass off. He's uh, marketing himself very well. Like a lot of people is doing a million crowd work videos and he's great at crowd work though. I don't really know his material to be honest. I haven't watched any of his material, but I bring up that a lot of comedians were talking about him and it was a lot of hate. It's a lot of hate. It was a lot of shit talking. A lot of, he's just a pretty boy and fuck this guy. And 
where are we going? There's no real talent. It's just his whole audience is women and gay guys. And I remember thinking like, sign me the fuck up. Dude, I've done shows for women and gay guys. They're great. They're good audiences. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if he's doing, if he's performing for nothing but people want to fuck him, it's just jealousy speaking. And I want to point out in case there are any comedians listening to this, I didn't see any hate from big name comedians. I didn't. It was all people who were trying to get to where Matt is arriving at right now. He's getting to the destination or he's already, he's already at the destination probably has been for a while that they really want to get to. And I just think it's a bad look. It is a bad look to just shit on someone for their success. Like you don't know them and there must be some talent there. If, if you, like, that's another thing that people never want to admit. They think if popular, look, popularity doesn't mean you're the best. It does not. There's been bands who have sold like Nickelback has outsold the white stripes. Probably not better. We all know that. But God, Nickelback's such a bad example, and they're such an overly played example, too. Um, well, I'll use them, though, because I know people say worst band ever. And I'm like, no, they're not, though. I don't like them. I'm not a fan. I think they have one song I kind of like, but they, because it reminds me of Spider-Man. This is in the Spider-Man soundtrack. But they are not the worst band ever. There are way worse bands. So if you do reach the level of having millions of followers and selling millions of dollars worth of tickets, there's probably something there. And I think people are too quick to say that something that they don't like automatically sucks. Just say it's not for me. That's what I'm a big fan of. There's a series that uh, had a bunch of musicians on. I think Vice Music was doing something. It's on HBO. I remember seeing it. Liam Gallagher. You know who he is, most of you, I'm sure. He was the lead singer of Oasis. He's got a great solo career going right now. He was. They were doing a thing where they would have him listen to music. He's sitting there like in a big comfy chair with headphones on. And they'd be like, all right, here, listen to this song. And he would listen to it. And someone would be like, I like it. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. And then other ones, if he didn't like it, he'd be like, mm, not for me. He would just say, not for me. He didn't say like, this is the biggest piece of shit ever. And who the fuck told him he could sing? They didn't do that. Granted, Liam Gallagher is a guy that if you ask him directly, what do you think of that guy? He'll be like, I think he's a twat. Like, he'll do that. But that's different. You know what I mean? He's not going personal. If he doesn't like your music, it's not going personal. Uh, so I think there's a lot of people who, because they don't like someone's comedy, if you don't like, I'm not trying to sell you on Matt Ripe's comedy. Again, I just told you guys, I don't really know what it is. I've just seen some crowd work clips. But my point is, if you don't like it, why waste your time and energy and effort saying, I don't like this guy. This guy sucks. When you could be doing that, taking that same time and energy into someone you do like. You don't like Matt Ripe. You think he's getting too much attention. All right. Why don't you shine a light on the people who you think should be getting the attention instead of shitting on a guy who's done nothing to you. And all he's doing is working his ass off trying to carve out his own audience. Maybe that's something we should all think about, right? I think that we can we could apply that frame of thinking to so many aspects of our lives. And I think we'll all be a lot happier for it. All right, everybody. That has been the podcast for this week. June 6th. Sorry, it's coming a little late for you. Um, I had a kid. My kid was throwing up. My six-year-old, he missed his kindergarten graduation. Can you believe that? Because the kid woke up in the middle of the night throwing up everywhere. I mean, puking all over his baby Yoda comforter, which he was pissed about, as you can imagine. And then, um, yeah, and then he got a little throw up on me earlier today because he was throwing up. And then he turned to tell me something and then missed the toilet. I'm like, why would you ever turn your head away from the toilet that you're puking into? I was being such a great supportive dad the whole time. I'm like rubbing his back. It's okay, buddy. It's okay. And then he turned and like yacked toward me and it splashed up and got on the floor. And I was like, what the hell was that? I literally said it like that. And then I had to calm down because I'm like, the poor kid's sick. But it's like, oh, dude, now I have to clean up vomit. And I got a bad reflux. I'm going to throw up because your puke stinks. It stinks bad. 
Oh, it's a ducking nightmare. All right, you guys have been awesome. Thank you for listening to the Joe Kilgallen podcast, aka Kilgallen's Pub. Check out the Patreon if you like. That's patreon.com slash Joe Kilgallen. Also, be on the lookout for all my stand up clips, stand up special, stuff in the works. All right, you guys are the best. Cheers.